What is it, Keith? Walk like an Egyptian. Okay. Yeah. That's right. It's not karaoke night, though. <laughs> it is Godfather it's night. It's Godfather. It's Godfather. Welcome back. Welcome for the first time. Uh, I don't know why you're here. You, there's 750,000 other podcasts, but you're here, and that's we, exciting, and we we're happy, it. and we love it. We love it. Um, even though a lot of times it just feels like I'm the only one downloading, but every now and then, you know, uh, I, I'm surprised it, it, it pops up yeah. and it gets going. Yep. Absolutely. If we can spend a little time with one another and, and with you to sharpen our ideas and our thinking, Hey, we want to add some value to your lives. Right. And so we're going to do that. We are lifelong learners here at Godfather and, uh, very curious and, and, um, investigative about anything any good godfather that's out there and uh tonight 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 we're gonna go in kind of a direction that we haven't really gone in yeah it doesn't um, really fit our, our categories. yeah it's it's history a little bit mm -hmm. uh and i think it ties in a lot of things but it's pyramid fodder um looking at the ancient empire of uh the egyptians but um with a twist. Yes. There's a twist in there. There is. Uh, so before we get to that... Before the before the reveal. Before the reveal, yeah. uh, I'm going to put Greg on the hot seat Okay. for some ancient Egypt trivia. Oh, God. <laughs> now, the, <laughs> I don't know if this will make you feel better or not, but I pulled this from the, like... Uh, a quiz for kids. All right. <laughs> no, I'm 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 afraid that may make me feel and, worse. And I did I did do some true or false and some oh, multiple choice. Got, so you, you should be okay. You should oh, be. Oh, okay. I don't know. All right. Remember, so, if you're a fodderhead, yeah. I couldn't remember a major continent a few weeks ago. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I so, think the continent was Africa. Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so right. we know we're going to do great in this. So you know where the bar is set. Listeners. All right. That's fine. Okay. Hey. Hey, join join on along and if you can, <laughs> yeah, if well, you can beat me. I usually don't fare too well either. All right. All right. Uh, so most ancient ancient Egyptian pyramids were built as tombs for pharaohs yep. or rulers of ancient Egypt and their families. Okay. True or false? To date, over one hundred and thirty pyramids have been discovered in Egypt. One hundred and thirty. True or false? Over one hundred and thirty. True. It is true. It is true. Uh, number two, the afterlife was incredibly important to the Egyptians. Name the process by which they preserved a dead person's body that they believed made the soul live on in the afterlife forever. M mummification. That is correct. Is that correct way to Yes, that is All right. absolutely yes. correct. Good job. Uh, smarter than that. Yep. <laughs> that's right. Um, the pyramid... Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, keep going. The pyramid of Khufu at Giza is the largest Egyptian pyramid. This incredible structure weighs as much as six Empire State Buildings, 11 Empire State Buildings, or 16 Empire State Buildings. Uh, 11. 16. Ooh, 16. Wow. 16 Empire State Buildings. It's a heavy, heavy pyramid. Yes. Uh, number four. What is the name of the communication symbology that the Egyptian used? Hieroglyphics. Yes, hieroglyphs. Yes, and their alphabet contained over seven hundred. Wow. Yeah. It's um some smart people, huh? Very, very. 
Uh, Ancient Egyptians had gods for everything, from dangers to chores. Each had different responsibilities and needed to be worshipped so that life could be kept in balance. Approximately how many deities did they believe in? Choices, I'm not giving you any choices. Oh, okay, Uh, I'll give you choices. No, no. Uh, uh, I just kind of want to see. Yeah, let me think. just at least start with the ballpark. Yeah, uh, how many, man? If there's that many things, there have to be over over a hundred. Is it over a hundred? It is high. It is more than a hundred. More than that, even. Yeah, I'll say then two hundred and fifty. Two thousand. Two thousand. More than two thousand. How could you even keep it straight? Mm-hmm. Two thousand over wow. two thousand. A lot. Okay, so two fifty is low. Yep. All right. Uh, what animal was considered to be sacred by the ancient Egyptians? Snakes, cows, or cats? Cats? Cats is the correct answer. All right. It's thought that most families kept a cat as a pet, which they believed would bring the household good luck. Hmm. So take that, black cat people. I guess. <laughs> it's good luck to have a cat. It is. All right. Um, the ancient Egyptians invented lots of things we still use today. Did they invent any, all, or none of the following? Paper and pens, locks and keys, and toothpaste. I think all of them. They did. Yeah. They invented all those things. Yeah. Paper, pens, locks, keys, and, and tooth- even toothpaste. toothpaste. Even, yeah. They created, yeah. Crazy. There you go. Again. Nice all right. job. Hey, again. All right, thank you for helping me along the way. <laughs> you are Confidence s- is high. The principal is smarter yep. than the fifth grader. Yep, that's good. you got to stay ahead of the chapter ahead. ahead. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> just, just one chapter ahead. <laughs> just one chapter ahead, utilize the teacher. Yeah. Uh, so the advanced kid comes in, read the whole book, and you're like, ah, da, 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 yeah. da. Oh, yeah, whoa. oh, whoa. No, you do a lot of us. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, my my congregation knows knows that. Uh, in fact, just the other night we were talking, and I said, "Well, you know what a pastor would say to that question? What do you think?" It's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> a really good question. Uh, yeah. I want to know what you think before I respond. <laughs> nice. Uh, All right, hey, it's a yeah, good way to kick that's off, good. right? Let's keep going. Okay, let's keep going. Oh yeah. It's back. <laughs> it's back. You asked for it. Did you know? Jesus coming to Black Uhuru, Mr. Long, we have another set of guests that are coming to dinner. All right. This is a, an epi- uh, a segment. That we have really enjoyed and haven't had for uh, a little while. We actually have had a few people, some shout-outs, that have said, hey, let's get some guests going. (laughs) Exactly. Who else is coming to your dinner party? Exactly. Uh, So for for those of you that may not know, uh, and just as a refresher, the challenge for this segment was invite 11 people to your dinner party, alive or dead, preferably someone that's uh maybe not famous but it can't just be like your neighbor ted yep um so somebody that's you know unique and special to you got some significance and why they would be there yeah uh your spouse is an automatic invite uh that so they will be there so you don't 
um, have to, need to <laughs> have wait, burn a spot wait, on your spouse. Waste a chair on my <laughs> partner. Yeah. They are uh, they are at the at the table. Yep, yep. Uh, as an important piece of that. So uh, so that was the that was the setup. Okay. And uh, Greg and I, as as we will, uh, you'll hear in a second. Uh, we have nerded out a lot about uh, this uh, this segment. Yeah. Uh, and looked at it from a lot of different angles, but. Uh, first, let's do a recap of sure. who's already here. Yeah. So it was simply that. Who who would I want to hang out with? Yeah. Who would I want to talk to? And then you, you threw down the gauntlet and said, hey, done some strategery here. Yeah. And I, I thought about who's coming here and there. And all right. So my first couple of guests, I had John Wooden, the famous coach, um, author, James Taylor, the famous singer-songwriter. Malcolm Gladwell, uh, also an author, but I really love his podcasts. Uh, and then Tom Hanks, the famous mm-hmm. Oscar-winning actor. Now, the nerd out for me would be, I'm at the head of the table. On my left, I have James, followed by Malcolm. And on my right, I have John and Tom. Now, next to Malcolm is going to be Harper Lee. So the author of To Kill a Mockingbird, and mm. really that's her that's her claim to fame. Mm-hmm. We need to get some uh, conversation going, and so she will be by Malcolm Gladwell. They can okay. do some book stuff um, and be able to talk about some hot topics, racism, uh, depending upon if she's uh, coherent to current <laughs> <laughs> things that are happening or um, long ago. So Harper Lee would be my mm. next guest that is going to come and sit at the table. Wow. Well, I also am inviting a, a female. Okay. Uh, and uh, it's important. Uh, this is this person that's coming um, will not only fulfill the the. the Needing of a female, a strong uh, a female presence, um, but also humor. Ah. And um, I was kind of surprised as I was going through, um, uh, you know, female comedians and and funny women. Um, but then it just it it's this is someone I think I would just love to just sit around and talk with, and it is Tina Fey. Oh, that's that's a nice pick. Yes, that's a yes. very nice pick. Um, Saturday Night Live yeah, is she, one of my that she could favorite about. shows of all time. Of course, she um, was on that show. She was a writer. Uh, she's um, you know she she's just got a gr- great sense of humor. She's done a, you know good impersonations. Yeah. Worked with a lot of great you know um, funny people, and so so she is my next yeah uh, my next guest. That's nice. And uh, and I will I will happily put her in the center of the table. Uh, right next to Mickey Mantle, yeah. um, and uh, she's a New Yorker. Mickey Mantle played for the Yankees, so I think they'll they'll have some things uh, would be kind of interesting. New York mm-hmm. then, New yeah. York now, yeah, yeah. Some things to talk about there. Uh, right next to uh, my dad on that left side of the table, so it'd be uh, uh, myself, my dad, Mickey Mantle, my dad's childhood hero, and Tina Fey. Okay, and on the other. Uh, side of the table is um, uh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so he'll be right there, and then um, Bo Jackson. Yeah. Uh, sitting across from Mickey Mantle. Okay. And yeah. uh, and then my next guest is someone you probably don't know, 
and many listeners probably don't know, but I found her book utterly fascinating. Uh, Rachel Stavis is the name. Okay. She wrote a book called Sister of Darkness, and she is a modern-day exorcist. Wow. So um, also filling kind of a double uh, a double uh, void, uh, someone kind of that looks at things spiritually. Mm-hmm. Um, and also female, she's younger and, uh, she, her book and her work is just, it just blew me away. Um, she's not even religious, okay. uh, but she, she works in, uh, again, kind of the, the spiritual realms and she performs these, uh, incredible, um, you know, but yet. I don't know. You almost just have to read the book um, in in how she treats and provides healing for people. Mm, Um, And she can see things that most people can't. And I think her, I think she would just be really, really interesting. Bo's got to lean forward back so Jesus can have a conversation. (laughs) Well, that's where I was kind of like, maybe, maybe I should have Jesus sit there. uh, But, and Jesus is just, you know, I got to be close to Jesus. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, that so we've we've begun to talk yeah. about that fatherheads too. On so tonight, and then the next couple of guests are at the middle, so they yes. could be looking left, looking right. right. They have the sweet spots because mm-hmm. they can be in lots of conversations. Or yeah. like, I, I don't want to listen to that over here. Turn, turn, <laughs> right, right. right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, my my final guest of the night, um, and this is purely selfish uh but he's got to be at the table is george lucas oh yes george lucas Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'm a big star wars fan yeah uh and just and and the original but it would be so interesting as lucas um and the company that he created Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. light and magic and all the different beginnings of all many things that are occurring in movies today oh yeah it would just be great to mm-hmm. have those original stories and thoughts um, and be able to have him at the table to, to talk yeah. about it. I'm really glad I, I he was I, he made the list. Oh, he did. But there is actually another uh, person like him that uh, okay. has a spot but hasn't been revealed oh, yet. Okay. So, so I think that's so you, cool. You got to you, know? you got to tune in again yeah, for you another tune in. episode yeah, and see yeah. who's mm-hmm. guess who's coming to dinner. Guess who's coming to dinner next time. <laughs> that, that's great. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. All right, so we got to get into the um the fodder though. So yeah. where'd you where'd you find this? I mean, how did you come this, across this particular podcast and episode? This was a recommendation from my wife. Okay. Shout uh, out. Shout out to Rebecca. Rebecca. Thanks for listening and for giving some great uh, recommendations. Uh, I don't even know how she came across this, but it's from National Geographic uh, called Overheard at National Geographic. And uh, just, you know, she had listened actually to something else. I don't know that she listened to this one. So I just went on there and started looking, and I'm a just. I'm just a history nerd, and um, especially ancient civilizations, and uh, the title of this was, I think, Scuba Diving Under a Pyramid. Yeah. And I just was like, what know, is like, that? What? Like, exactly. <laughs> you know, I gotta, gotta find out what they mean by that. They're quick episodes, about 17 to 20 minutes, 
Yes. Um, and really great um, narration and it gets right in, right into it. There's no no light, like uh, you know, hullabaloo before. It's no. just we jump right in. They do. And you're and you're underneath the pyramid within the first two minutes of the episode. Yeah. Uh, from uh, from it was she would she be she was an archaeologist then correct. And, right, uh, she's so yes, and a writer for National Geographic. So, so she's out there living it. I mean, this is so recent. It was July, I, I believe, uh-huh. is when this last was this was revealed. So not long ago, and and to that, um, how their little way they're promoting this particular episode is one of National Geographic's writers describes her experience scuba diving underneath the pyramid and how its contents could fundamentally fundamentally change what we understand about ancient Egypt's 25th dynasty. That's the part like, huh, what are you yeah. talking about? Yep. And then they get into it, as you said, right away. Right. So most people, uh, if, if you're talking about ancient Egypt, um, would they would all recognize a picture of the the sphinx and um you know some of the ancient pyramids from from giza yeah. uh and it was a very important uh empire dynasty uh, of course egypt is also talked about in the bible um and uh there's you know egypt just kind of has its hand in everything yeah uh, from the ancient world uh and this was kind of a twist on it um, talking about a different civilization, a thousand miles south of Giza, uh, in uh, in Sudan. Yeah. And these pyramids are uh, there's actually more of them uh, than uh, in ancient Egypt. Egypt yeah. Which uh, I think for years people were like, oh, this is there's so many of these. There's more of them, and uh, there's there's actually a chance that in uh, these pyramids that have become flooded um, because of a rising water uh, table, that there might be more uh, artifacts in there that haven't been robbed. Yeah. And so, uh, so that's what they're beginning to explore. But the thing that really caught my attention uh, from the episode was when somebody said, they said something to the nature of history is written by the victors. Um, and, and what that then kind of uh, denoted was Egypt only let us see what they wanted us to see. Right. Um, that, and, uh, and now they're discovering uh, through these uh, Sudan pyramids that there was uh, these uh, black pharaohs who uh f- who ruled for a time but you know we didn't really know about them yeah um until just recently well we know empire we know you just said it the history is is written by the victors so mm-hmm. you have what we all have commonly known about the egyptian empire you've got king tut and cleopatra and and that and then you have have you, have you had you heard of the Kushites before? This? I had heard of the Kushites. Okay, maybe. I mean that land. Maybe I haven't heard of the Kushites so much of the land of Kush because yeah. I think that's in the Bible. It is. So the people of Kush. That's what. It, and and apparently they were a part of all of this, and they're going up and down the Nile, and and there's activity and uh, whatnot. But um, the Kushites. They are they're doing their own thing. They've got their own kings, and as you said, what ha- what comes 
um, during this time is the Black Pharaohs dynasty, but we don't know enough about it. it it's so short and short in the sense of a, a hundred years or a little bit less than mm-hmm. that. And there are five uh, Black Pharaohs that are ruling Egypt. We don't know about that because the Egyptians, no matter how great they were with their pen and paper or pe- uh, pencil, you said earlier, right. nope, we're not going to write that down. Mm-hmm. We're not going to keep track of that. And so this is almost shocking because we start to see, hey, there's much more going on here. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, so I think from what happened was they were all together and then uh, for one reason or another, they, they, moved, they moved south. Yeah. And um, it afforded them to kind of live on their own. And in isolation, uh, about a thousand miles south, and while you know the Egyptians were putting up with invasions, you know Assyrians and you know uh, you know the Greeks, you know people coming constantly sure. and they're fighting them yep. off because that's the Getting big empire. Everyone like, knows about them, yes, you know. Yes. But then down in Kush, they're just doing their thing. They're, they're doing their own kingdom and <laughs> building their own pyramids. Right. And, yeah. And yeah. they get to be known for having lots of gold, mm-hmm. which the Egyptians would come down and and trade and take from. But that was kind of the extent of their relationship well then egypt uh decided to their their you know one ruler kind of goes away and they divide out into these separate little you know provinces of, of leaders and that's when uh the the uh the kush kushites took their opportunity went up and took over correct and that's where the black pharaohs ruled yeah um, five of them, you know, five of them for was it like a hundred yeah, some years, about 100 you know, years kind of so. did their thing, and then I think they're just like, all right, you know, we're going back. But again, none of that is recorded by the Egyptians, no. because they don't want to appear as though they weren't dominant for that entire time. Yep. So that leads to it's described as some blind spots. Yes, and the blind spots that far that long ago. Um, more or less being labeled as racism. Mm-hmm. So we start to find out, and there's a, um, an American that's partly, that they mention at least, that's partly involved in, in this. Um, and his he was a Harvard professor. His name was George Reisner. He was a Harvard professor in the early 20th century. And so, again, as far as the history and learning about it and knowing about it, well, he's he's not letting that be revealed either. He's He's... Just living large with the Egyptian stuff because because he's actually taking some stuff home. <laughs> he, yeah, he's yeah. Uh, I don't know if he's grave robbing, but there's so much so much gold and, and jewelry and different what, things. What time of uh, what time period was he um, was so, he there? So I, I don't have an exact. Again, it says the early 20th century, so it doesn't okay. say you know a, a certain um, chunk. But so he's so let's yeah so let's say uh, 20th. I mean basically. I mean, all of the 20th centuries, you know, African-Americans were not... True, true. ...treated very well, thought of very highly. Uh, so this uh, archaeologist, we can presume, was white. Yeah. And um, and we know he's male. He goes, he goes there. He actually discovers stuff. He pockets some things because the color of the skin of these um, uh, pharaohs was black. Yeah, the black pharaohs, exactly. And so he uh deems them, you know, uh you know, inferior mm-hmm. and kind of 
treats their stuff um, very, again, like nobody today would do this, Mm -hmm. uh, most likely. I guess I don't know. Um, But yeah, he just treats it like, you know, it's his stuff. And then he talks poorly of them. Correct. Um, Whatever is recorded, it's not positive. They were low class. They didn't know what they were doing. They weren't intelligent enough. Their cultural positions weren't high enough. Just on and on. While he's looting, more or less, again. (laughs) Right. And and that allowed him to be able to do it. And so, unfortunately, what's happened is there isn't anything recorded for us to really be able to have that information until kind of now. Yep. So this is where um, this the discovery has has happened, where uh, we're finally able to get to these these tombs, and the the key being um, that they uh, had them under the pyramids, not in them. So with the water table rising, now that's it's actually preserved a lot of this. So they were surprised to find that. I'm like, this is why she's scuba diving. Right. I'm like, what is she doing? I cannot imagine anything worse for me personally. Okay, <laughs> so I don't like cramped in spaces, and I'm going to go into a, a, a small space. It's dark. It's below. And we're going to have water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I think the practice of, you know, with, with preparing for the afterlife, you know, having your grave... It you know it really wasn't part of the original uh, um, plan for the pyramids. It was introduced at a certain point, but then they went away from it because it was just a big target that says "Come rob me." Yes, um, you know these. You know, this is yep. you know, and that's what people did. There it is. It's all um, my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so the 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 idea of of putting it underneath yep. and not inside. Uh, again, um, probably preserved those, you know, those uh, sarcophaguses and things that are there. Yeah. Um, and and especially now, even more so. I, I mean, it's kind of on the one hand, you're like, oh, it's unfortunate that the water table rose and it, you know is is covering these, make it making an obstruction and harder to get to. But on the flip side, it a- actually was really helpful. Yeah. Because it keeps out critters mm-hmm. it probably preserves things because of the you know temperature not fluctuating yeah and um robbers yeah aren't gonna i mean most robbers but probably no, aren't gonna no take up the scuba like, gear i'm gonna put on some scuba <laughs> gear and go underneath yeah so the that with the nile shifting and the wa- that affecting the water table and and such this is where now this archaeologist is able to go in and find this and say, all right, because they found one. And it was really interesting, I thought, um, and this was back to Egypt, of the hundred um, in Egypt that have been um, really looked at and opened up, I guess, um, only two have had human remains mm-hmm. in them. So they don't know if there are any human remains in this. But this was super cool where they said, you know what, we, we've, we need to maybe wait we need to we need to see oh, yeah. that uh, there might be there will be better technology, and so we don't have to tear this thing apart. We want mm-hmm. future archaeologists to be able to come in and and discover it and be so excited about it as well. And I thought, now that is a true archaeologist. That's classy. Thinking, yeah, thinking ahead like that. So they 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 describe it as maybe. Um, uh, smaller robots type of that that could get in without damaging. Um, oh man! I, I Talk just, about the restraint. No, you, you got like, it open, right there. Here's your gift. <laughs> don't know if I'm not going to open it. You know. So like, they said we're going to oh. be around this for a while. I don't know, like a decade or whatever, kind of studying. 
there there is listeners if you are interested if you would go to national geographic and and under this particular podcast there is another link and there's some video super cool that they they show you going under the water and then coming out on the other side and finding this area and and seeing what's there because the opening is no bigger than the size of a television yeah like they say they had uh they, yeah. they talk about it and they show it on the steel bars or whatever it is that they use to prop it up because they want to obviously stay safe they like get back out right well she talks about she's in there and she can hear stuff falling in the water yes yes she and, does. and she's like and i have a i have an emergency can of oxygen no, no bigger yes. than a hairspray bottle mm-hmm. in case, you know, God forbid something I'm trapped trapped in here. Yeah. Um again, the dedication to their to their, you know, to their work. Um and, and yeah, to 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 wait, you know, like you've waited your whole life to find something like this, and then for them to be so dedicated to, you know, the knowledge and that this could Classy. impart to just wait. Yeah. Do it right. Oh, man. She says, this is a great quote. You're picking little pieces of gold while you're trapped inside this, you know, soggy cave. Then you take a break. Whip out your dry bag of gummy bears and sit and eat. <laughs> eat your gummy bears in this chamber. And that's lunch. Then you get back to work. It's very, very odd in a lot of ways. But fascinating. Oh, Talk about fascinating. Uh, totally. And again, right now, this isn't this yeah. isn't we're opening up the history book and you're looking back. In fact, that is the point, is the history books are going to be need to be re rewritten. Yeah. That's the part too where I was totally thinking like it's history's constantly being rewritten. And I don't think I ever thought about that growing up. That no. you know, like, oh, history's history, that what's done is done, and yet we keep learning and we keep rewriting the books. Uh, oh, and just how many more things are out there that we haven't discovered yet. Mm. And I, I love that flip the way you started again with the histories by the victors. And now the end of this particular podcast, they leave it with this time the Kushites are the main characters. Mm-hmm. It just gives me chills. It really does that perspective. Yeah. I mean, it took how many years for them to kind of for the, for the truth to come out about who they were and yeah. how important they were to, you know, ancient civilization and um and the truth is finally out and i would hope that it 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 would i mean i think it's i think it's just really cool that you know from sudan from you know a third world country at one time you know they ruled Mm -hmm. uh and and i I a hundred years now again in the big scheme that's not a ton but but over egypt yeah you know like (laughs) over like the big boys yeah. they went in and and just uh, and they made a, they made a, they made egypt they, sorry the phrasing of this but yeah. this is how they phrased it is they made egypt great again they yeah. they came back in because yeah. it was on its yeah. downward spiral um they were being attacked and not so well known and they came in and and turned it around mm-hmm. So cool. Way to go. Yeah. Way to go, Way Kushites. To go, Kushites. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to follow that hashtag, uh, uh, hashtag we, Kushites. We, but, we won't. But, um, but no, a, a very cool. So it's uh, Overheard at National Geographic is the podcast. Uh, this was from July 1st of 2019. Correct. Uh, a lot of great information if you're into um, history and you know what National Ge- Archaeology, National Ge- Geographic type material so and again really quick episode i mean uh, 15 minutes and a ton of information that's uh really fascinating so 
Uh, so there's our shout out. Thank you to National Geographic. Yeah, thanks Rebecca for guiding us that way and helping us be able to find that. We thank you also always for spending some time with us. Tell a friend, subscribe if you haven't done so. Uh, tweets always. We're looking for those at at hashtag Godfather Podcast or hashtag Father Time or my favorite hashtag Fatherheads. That's right, um, fans. You know, let us know. Tell us who's coming to your dinner, maybe, and uh, spend some time with us again in uh, another couple weeks. So funky. funky.